Welcome to Life, a podcast dedicated to helping men and young men to live all of life under the cross. Hello, welcome back to Life. It's been about a month since we recorded, but we're back on here and we've got a five episode series coming to you guys here in the next couple of weeks. Also want to remind you as we come to the end of the year here that in a few weeks we'll be starting out the Life Men's Group starting the second Tuesday in January. If you want some more information, reach out to me and let me know, and we'll get that to you. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, on the Oblong First Baptist Church page, or my personal page, Justin Schweitzer, to find that thread on there. So let's jump into this today. Uh, About a year ago, maybe a year and a half, I don't know, uh, I decided to write a book and uh, had an awesome opportunity to do that and uh, got it done over actually last Christmas break and uh, got it edited, all that stuff, and got it released here probably mid-2021. And uh, as I was writing that book, I actually had an idea for another book, and so I jotted down some notes, basically created a table of contents, and contents, and uh, I've yet to pursue that because I've got kind of some ideas still brewing on that, but I wanted to share the contents of that book in a, in a five-episode series with you guys uh, dealing with manliness and um when I was going to write this book, it was going to be called the the Anatomy of a Man, and so we're going to break this down over the next five episodes to talk about this. And so, uh, as I was preparing this book, I thought about you know the features of a man uh, anatomically that we have, but how it relates to us spiritually. And so, uh, I'm going to share those with you uh, over the next several weeks. And so today, we're going to talk about two aspects about the anatomy of a man that we should consider as men in our life. The first two are broad shoulders and calloused hands. And so let's jump in here. When you hear that you should have broad shoulders, what does that mean to you? Well, we're not talking about just physical broad shoulders. We're not talking about doing certain exercises with your delts and your shoulders and your lats uh, to make your upper upper back and your shoulders look big. We're talking about what does this mean uh, figuratively, not literally. So I got on Google and I did a couple searches of what the meaning broad shoulders meant. And it came up with two definitions. And we're going to use that uh, to talk some spiritual context today. So here's the first one. If you are to have broad shoulders, you're to be able to or willing to accept multiple demands and responsibilities. So that's definition number one. Number two, if you have broad shoulders, it means you're not easily upset by criticism. So let's talk about this for a minute as men. Why should we have broad shoulders? Well, first of all, God has designed men and women differently. Regardless of what the world says in 2021, there are clear differences in men and women. Not only is there differences, but God also in his word has assigned men and women specific responsibilities and um, duties. Now, that doesn't mean that there cannot be shared things. I'm not being a chauvinist and saying, you know, uh, women should do dishes and men should not, or men should take out garbage and women should not. I'm not saying that because there are obviously shared things that we do. Um, But we know because we're built differently and we have different responsibilities that God has obviously given us these things. We also know that both men and women can have multiple responsibilities in their life. Obviously, uh, there's more than one thing that we do, both as women and men. But we're focusing on men here. So as men, we are to have broad shoulders. So let's look at the first definitions and talk about this from a biblical text. So the definition again is broad shoulders means to have or to be able or willing to accept multiple demands and responsibilities. So think about this for a moment. 
If you're a man, what are the demands and responsibilities in your life? So let me make an assumption or, or rather let me just talk about uh, my position right now. So as a man right now, I am married and I have children and I have a job and I have responsibilities. So let's think about this. So I have on my shoulders, I need to have broad shoulders because I am to first and foremost lead in my home. God throughout the scripture has given me that responsibility to lead my home, to lead my family. And so that comes with a lot of responsibility. You know, I am not only responsible to physically care for my family, to provide food and shelter and clothing and those basic necessities, but I'm also to provide for them physically as a protector. I'm to provide for them physically in their wants and needs. But then there's the other aspect of I'm providing um, emotional support, spiritual support, all these things and those demands obviously can weigh on individuals, especially if you have uh, a lot of needs in your families, especially if you have seven kids like I do. Uh, And so we see that the Lord gives us this responsibility. Um, In today's culture, I am labeled uh, very patriarchal because I believe that God desires for men to lead in the homes. But you know what? I'll take that Um, because the Bible tells me to do that, right? In 1 Corinthians 11.3, the Bible plainly says that the head of man is God, the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is Oh, hold on, I'm butchering that. Uh, let me just go there for you here in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, because I'm going to misquote this. 1 Corinthians 11.3 says this, But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a, of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. So we see that God has this hierarchy, and it very plainly tells us that the head of a wife is her husband, and God has designed it that way. We also see this same thing in Ephesians 5.23, where again it talks about how just as Christ is the head of the church, uh, men are to be the head of their wives. And so we need to understand that biblical headship is a good thing. It's a blessed thing. Uh, biblical headship is not dictatorship, um, but there is a responsibility there then if you are leading your home. The Bible also tells us in a not direct way that we are to lead and be the head of our children. It just goes to make sense if, if we are leading our homes and leading our wives, we're to also lead our kids. But, but think about what the Bible says here in the book of Colossians, uh, chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. I have that here in my Bible. And, and listen to what Paul would write to the Colossian church. And he's talking to the family right now, and he says this in Colossians 3, 20 and 21. He says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. And so the idea of not provoking your children is not to not to speak to them or to, to act in such a way towards them that, that, that it discourages them. And so again, think about this. This obviously reflects leadership, how you raise your kids. And God has given us the responsibility to do that. And so we have this responsibility at home. And so we're to have broad shoulders to be able to handle these things, to lead in our homes. Um, But again, the aspect is not just one dimension. It's not just to lead uh, physically. It's also to lead spiritually. I mean, think about this for a minute. As a man, God has designed you and God expects you to lead in this way. So one of the saddest things that we've seen in the church over the last hundred years, but we are extremely thankful for, is a lack of male leadership. Think about it. Go into any typical church and you'll see a lot more women there than men. A lot of times you'll see kids there without dads. You'll see a lot of kids there without parents, but if they do have a parent there, more than likely you're going to see mom with the kids and not dad. 
And what is happening there is men are failing in their responsibility and their duty to lead their family spiritually. They'll tell the wife and they'll tell the children, hey, you all go on to church. I got things to do in the in the garage, the shed, or I'm not going. That's not for me. I'm not going to raise my hands and sing or blah, blah, blah. We're going to make excuses. And so we send our families off without us. When biblically, men, you should be leading your families. You should be leading in your home, in your church, in every aspect of life. And with that comes a lot of responsibility. And so we got to have broad shoulders because there's too many men out here today that don't have broad shoulders. And we're going to have to lead. Now, something else when it comes to having broad shoulders and leading and having these demands and responsibilities is also to understand that we're to lead by example. They say that for our children, they learn a lot more by catching things from what we do than what we are literally teaching them. So what I mean by that is this. You know, I don't spend a lot of time sitting my kids down and teaching them about, uh, here's how we be respectful in this situation, blah, 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 blah. Even though I've had those discussions, more often they see how I respect other people. They see how I respect not only other people, but different types of people, right? In our, in our world today, we separate people by their intellect, by their work, by their race. And, and a lot of times we should not do that. But our children and our families need to see that we show respect for mankind in general, for humans in general, because we're all human. It doesn't matter what background we come from or whatnot. They need to see that. And again, to have broad shoulders is to be able to handle and accept these demands and responsibilities. So as a man, as a man you shouldn't be skimping on this. Now, the other part of that definition was not only are we to have broad shoulders to mean that we bear responsibility, but the second thing was that we're able to handle criticism and not be upset by it. Now, friends, I just want you to understand that there's always going to be criticism in your life. And as a matter of fact, before we jump into the negative part of it, criticism is good, right? There, there are times where we have things called constructive criticism. So for example, if I would have done this back when I wrote my book, you know, if I would have gave it to critics and said, hey, critique my book and tell me good points, bad points, I'm sure they would tell me, well, hey, the content's good, but you know, your grammar sucks. And I would agree with them because I'm, I'm not a grammar major, but I should have been willing to accept that criticism because it would have helped me in the long run. So criticism isn't always a bad thing. Now, in our world, obviously, yes, people can use criticism negatively. But think about this. To have broad shoulders is to mean you're able to handle these things. And I want you just to think about this for a moment. We're going to be criticized as men in many aspects. You're going to face criticism in your job, especially if you're not the boss of your job and you're, you're an employee. You will face criticism from your supervisors, from your managers. And again, it's not like people are attacking you. So get rid of that baby mindset. But it's more that, you know, they're criticizing you. So, for example, if, if your boss comes to you and says, hey, I've noticed that your production has dropped from 90 uh, percent to 85 percent. I want to know why. Yes, they're criticizing you, but they're, they're trying to find out what they can do to, to better produce in your area of work. Okay, so that criticism is needed to to fix things. Maybe, you know, they come to you and you've dropped 5% production and you finally say, well, I've dropped 5% because the tool that I have is wore out and so I have to, you know, use it twice as much. So, so they find a solution to that problem. Okay, so you're going to have criticism there. Other times you're going to be criticized and again, it's going to seem unfair. But again, 
having broad shoulders means you just you just own it, okay? So we're going to face that criticism there. You're going to face it, uh, for example, a, a lot of times as men, not only are we working our jobs, but you see a lot of times uh, we have a desire to, to help and, and to do things, uh, especially, like, for example, coaching. Oh my goodness, you will face criticism in coaching, right? You'll face it from the fans. You'll face it from the players. You'll face it from their parents. Yes, from their parents, you will. But we got to remember to have to have broad shoulders in this, to, to be able to handle that and not to, to melt down and revert back to our childhood, um, but to remain as men. You're going to face criticism in life. You're going to face it uh, from people who look at your life and say, you know, well, you should be doing this this way, or you shouldn't be driving this vehicle, or you shouldn't be having this job, or you shouldn't be going here or there. And they're going to criticize you. Okay, and that's the negative aspect. But you're also going to have people in your life that's going to speak into your life and criticize you in a way that, again, is positive. But again, we do all of this to remember that if we're going to be men, we're going to have broad shoulders and we're going to be able to bear and handle these things. A couple other places that you and I will face criticism and we have to be ready for it is in our homes, right? There are times that my wife will criticize me in my actions as a husband and as a father. Now, um, quick caveat, she does this in love because she cares about me and she wants the best for me uh, as a husband and as a father. But there are times that she criticizes me. She, there are times that she reminds me that I was a little too harsh in my in my discipline with, with a certain child. And I had to be willing to have broad shoulders and take that. Not only in my home will I face this, but also and definitely I'll face this in my church. You see, the church is made up of imperfect people who are trying to follow God, and not everyone is always spiritual and doing what is right and good, and you're going to be criticized. You're going to be criticized, again, in the positive way where people are critiquing and it help you uh, be better as a Christian, whether it be in leadership or just in, in just your life in general as a Christian. But there's also going to be some immature people and some people that are walking more in the flesh than they are in the spirit, and they're going to criticize you about your life, okay? And you have to determine whether you're going to get upset about that or not and handle it or not. Have those broad shoulders, okay? Now, before we move on to the second part of this, I want to kind of give a warning. Um, the problem is the reason why we're talking about this is there's too many men and young men who are failing to have broad shoulders in life. You see, what happens is when, when the responsibilities and demands and the pressures build on us and the criticism comes and it's overwhelming, rather than going to God and, and asking for strength and help us broaden our shoulders and be able to continue to bear these things up, we will turn away from God and we'll turn to other things that we think will help us, but in reality, they hurt us. So think about this. When, when life gets to be too much, too much pressure, too much going on, people are always mad at me, people will turn to a bottle. They'll, they'll turn to drugs. They'll turn to these things as a way of escape rather than facing those pressures and handling them well. Some men will turn to sexual sin, right? There will be men who have pressures in their marriages or pressures in their family, and rather than dealing with them, they'll cheat on their spouses. That's tough. There will be men who turn away from that, but they'll turn away and they'll do this. Maybe it's not so noticeable and we don't think it's a big deal, but it's still damaging. Men will turn to laziness. Rather than handling the pressures that are on them and dealing with them and fighting through them, we'll just become lazy and complacent and go along with the status quo. And that is just as dangerous. 
But other times, we'll just check out. We'll stop doing these things. And I and I know I've experienced this in some short burst, and, and I've got to discipline myself to stay away from it. But, for example, if you've ever had a stubborn child and you've had to deal with uh, some of the demands and responsibilities of them, you get to a point sometimes where you're like, you know what? I just I just want to stop trying and I, I want to stop parenting and I just want to let it just let it ride. Okay. We've all been there. Okay. But let us not continue there. We need to continue to have those broad shoulders and to bear those responsibilities and continue to fight through those things because that's what God has designed us to do. But lastly, in the church sometimes, even as Christians, rather than turning to God and, and continue to bear that weight and have those responsibilities. Um, we'll just separate from our faith. We'll leave the faith. And you see this happen all the time with men. And obviously, in any of these areas, you see where, where men shrimp back on responsibility or, or or don't have broad shoulders, it's like a domino effect. They'll, they'll, they'll stop doing something here, and it'll just trickle down and make life worse. So men, what do we need? We need broad shoulders. We need to be able to bear with responsibilities and demands of life. And we need to be able to handle criticism. And friends, that's where, again, our strength and our help comes from the Lord. And we trust him to lead us and guide us. And when those responsibilities feel like they're too much to carry, listen, the Bible says a perfect verse in 1 Peter, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. We have a fellow yokeman. We have someone who's willing to bear the load with us. And Jesus says in the in the Bible, in the Gospels, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my burden is light, right? We need to go to the one who can help carry our burdens, and that is Jesus Christ. Now, the second thing, and I'll try to be wrapping this up here in the next seven or eight minutes. As men, and I think about the anatomy of a man, we definitely need to have broad shoulders. But men, we also should have calloused hands. Think about this. Calloused hands is a sign of using our hands, a sign of work, right? Another way to say this is men should have dirty fingernails, right? And what what the implication here is that men should be willing to work. Now, I want to separate this because, again, this does not mean that every man should have a manly job, right, in a sense of what we call manliness, okay? Not all men are called to be workers in an oil field or mechanics or carpenters. Listen, God has gifted us as men to work in a in a various amount of ways, okay? As a matter of fact, I spend most of my days from nine to five uh, working in a um, medical dispensing uh, facility where we specifically help people with diabetic shoes, orthotics, and braces. So guess what? My fingernails are pretty much always clean because I'm dealing with people and their body. So I work in the health field. And so I have to have clean hands to be able to work with that. I think my my patients might be disgusted if I come in there with, you know, dirty hands. Okay. So when we say that men should be working, it doesn't mean that their occupation should always be the manliest thing that we call manly, right? We need men in manly jobs, if you want to call them that. But we also need men that are doctors and, and caretakers and working in all those areas. Okay, That doesn't mean you're not a man if you don't work that type of work. But beyond our occupation, beyond what we do to earn a living to provide for ourselves and our families, men should be known for work. Okay, From the beginning, in the book of Genesis, when God placed Adam in the garden... He kept him in the garden to work it and to keep it. And God gave us work 
even before there was sin in the world, even before there was the fall. So listen, we can't say, well, work is just a consequence of sin. No, it might become a little bit more difficult and it might suck in some aspects. But listen, work is a God thing. God has given us work. God has also given us rest. Many need to understand that too. Uh, Six days of work and one day of rest, obey the Sabbath. But we as men should have calloused hands. That means we should be working, not only occupationally, but in life. We should be working to build our homes. We should be working, working to build our lives and to build things uh, for the future to come. Okay, uh, Right now, I have one of my sons who owns a house, and, and obviously, we're helping him, and, and that it's a good thing. Because I'm not just providing for my son and helping him save some money on some expenses. Listen, I'm also helping him to show him um, that dad cares for him, but also that I'm teaching him things along the way that he needs to understand. Because one day, dad is not going to help, and he needs to know how to do that. But men, we, we should be working in all aspects of our lives. Not only working um, on our own homes, but but working for the good of the gospel, right? Think about this. Men should be working to help spread the gospel. And sometimes, yes, that does take us getting calloused hands. That does mean, for example, in, in the state of Kentucky right now, we just had those uh, terrible, awful uh, tornadoes that went through and people have lost lives and homes and, and businesses. And right now we have Christians that are out there working with their hands for, for hope to provide hope people, to show them that, that not all is lost and they're helping them rebuild, but they're also sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with them. And so there's that aspect. There's so many aspects here, but but the, the most foundational thing that we mean by having calloused hands is that we should be men that are willing to work, period. The opposite of work is laziness. And if you want to know about laziness, go into the book of Proverbs and read about all the negative things that God has to say about the lazy man, the sluggard, the one who is uh, not desiring to work. And so as we get ready to wrap up today, let me just say this lastly about working with our hands. When we work with our hands and there's the calluses, again, those calluses remind us that we, we put something into something, right? Uh, let me say that more specifically because I said put something into something and that sounds very vague. Uh, I think about weightlifting, right? I got back into that here recently. You know, when you go to the gym and you're you're handling the bars and you're you know you're pushing weight and you're pulling weight and all this stuff, you're, you'll get calluses along your hand because you're you're working, right? It's it's inevitable unless you are really w- good at putting chalk on your hands or wearing gloves and you know. But hey, part of being a man is you know having those calluses, having those badges, if you will. But that that callus again shows you that you've been at work. Right? And I want you to think about this in big picture. Men, what do you have in your life to show that you have invested in the life that you have? About your home, about your family, about your own occupation. What, what evidence is there? And that's just to say that we can be mantra, but listen, that's to show that we have been working, right? Because God has built us for work. And so as men, as men, we're to have broad shoulders and we're to have calloused hands. So we're going to wrap up things for today, and I want to remind you as we come back, we're going to be in this for about four more weeks doing some different things. And I don't know how how quickly I'll get these out to us. Um, but the next time that we come on here, we're going to be dealing with two more parts of our body, human anatomy here of a man. And this is the next two things. As men, we're to have strong minds and a righteous heart. 
And so until we come back, I'm glad that you were here with us on the podcast. If you need anything, reach out to us on Facebook, whether through my page, Justin Schweitzer, or through uh, the church's page, Oblong First Baptist. Or if you know my number, get out there and get a hold of me. Until next time, have a great day.